Hello, friends. Uh, it is, well, by the time you receive this, it will be Monday morning, uh, Easter Monday, as it's called on the church calendar. And uh, as I was considering what to do, I could not uh, get the sermon that I heard today out of my head. And as I listened to it a second time, it struck me all the more. I want to read to you from Luke chapter 24. I'm just going to summarize you what uh, Dave Dunderdale, who's the pastor at Black Knoll Presbyterian Church in Durham, North Carolina. Uh, he actually gives our children's sermon most weeks, but gave the uh, main sermon today. And uh, it, it was uh, exceedingly powerful, I thought. Uh, let me read to you Luke 24, verses 1 through 8, and then I'm just going to give you a brief summary of what Dave said with a couple of comments. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb, and they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. Remember how he told you? While he was still with you in Galilee, the Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. Now this question, why do you look for the living among the dead, that these two uh, messengers of God, which is what the word angel means, asked the women uh, it's a question that's been posed uh, many, many times since Jesus' resurrection. And yet it remains uh, every bit as poignant as it was uh, that Lord's Day. And uh, we may remember that we worship on the first day of the week, not Saturday, the Sabbath, Shabbat, but on the first day of the week because Jesus rose on the first day of the week. And so as these men in clothes like lightning say, why do you look for the living among the dead? That question uh, resounds throughout the ages. Now Dave had a number of things to say, but I thought this uh, was stunning in many ways. He just said, we may love Jesus, but we have learned to expect very little of him. We may love Jesus, but we have learned to expect very little of him. Now, why is that? And the answer that Dave gave that I think uh, is wise and um, gives us much to consider is that we believe wholeheartedly in Good Friday. 
we have learned that the world uh, is full of disappointment. And we have learned that people will not only let you down, but that they will go far beyond what you thought they were capable of uh, in terms of just uh, evil, but also in, in terms of just pulling up short or loving themselves or loving ourselves. And so what we've learned is this. We've learned to celebrate Easter while still treating Jesus as a dead man. A great man, a great teacher, a great mentor, but a dead man. Now you might ask, well, how do you celebrate Easter, the resurrection, while still treating Jesus as a dead man? And again, I want to give credit where credit's due. Here's what Dave said, which has given me much to consider, and I hope that I will consider these things for a good while now, not just say, oh, that was a great sermon. But Dave pointed out two things. One, the first way that we treat Jesus as, you know, we celebrate Easter but still treat him as a dead man is this, we assume that Jesus wants what we want. And therefore, we treat him kind of like a wand. He's powerful, but he's inanimate. And and of course, Jesus didn't allow people to treat him this way when he was alive. And of course, he's still alive. But during his 33 first years on earth, He didn't allow this, but we treat him like, you know, he's powerful, but he's inanimate. And therefore, like a wand, we can just kind of wave him over our business, over our health, over our kind of expectations of life, you know, our visions for prosperity. And what we hope is that, um, you know, kind of like in in Peter Pan, that if we sprinkle some of Jesus's Uh, pixie dust, Jesus dust, that we'll be able to fly. But of course, this is not the resurrected Jesus. This would be a Jesus who's still dead. He's inanimate. We can just do with him whatever we want. The second is this. We treat Jesus as a great teacher, but a teacher who is not active now. So we listen and listen and listen to his word and then go about enacting it as if it were all up to us. So we go about operating on our own strength and therefore not manifesting the fruits of the Spirit. But instead of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, you know, it's drivenness desire, frustration, coarseness, stick to things of this nature. In other words, Good Friday is true, but so often we live as if that's actually the full story. The full story is this, though. Jesus really did overcome sin and death. And as much as uh, people wanted to keep him down, they couldn't. 
which means that sin is actually not stronger than Jesus. Our desires are actually not stronger than Jesus and Jesus' desires. And actually, nothing that we have, nothing that we are, nothing that we've done, nothing that we desire is stronger than Jesus. It's not stronger than his death, and it's not stronger than his resurrection. G.T. Niles, who was a Sri Lankan pastor, who Dave quoted this morning, said this, The Jews believed in life after death. And so they were perfectly content for Jesus to die and continue to live, just not here and now. And so I would pose it this way. The question is this, did they win? Did they accomplish their goal? Or is Jesus still alive here and now on this earth by the power of his spirit? And if so, are we going to live and walk and breathe and act according to that spirit or not. The Lord bless you and keep you. And I look forward to uh, talking with you the rest of the week. Bye-bye.